Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast extraordinaire. It's Trevor with your wonderful friend, your friendly neighborhood spider, the one who lays up bricks. It's Nick. <laughs> it's I'm getting, sorry. It's what getting, was that? <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to come up with random names for you. Well, if we really keep this going, that's going to be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Hey Trevor, we're we're not we're not sitting next to each other for the first time. We're not. Uh, we are doing this over Skype, and hopefully everything sounds just dandy. Hopefully you guys dig it. I mean, I'm going to be listening to it when I edit it. So right, right. I might just drive up to you. <laughs> yes, and <in> true. <laughs> this sounds like shit. Let's re-record it. In true Joe Blow fashion, we're too busy. My son is. I'm looking at him on the monitor, and he is not napping. He's just staring right back at me. My son's not napping either. He's banging against the wall that I'm facing right now. (laughs) Great. So if we disappear for a minute or two, you won't notice because Trevor will cut it out. (laughs) Anyways, Trevor, how's... How's everything going? Good. We just uh, we just finished just l- this little thing called Extra Life. I don't know if any of, <laughs> just any of our listeners know about it. <laughs> teeny tiny little thing called Extra Life. Ain't no thing. It's really the whole reason that this exists and why we podcast and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about it last time, but it's really like the one thing we do consistently and the one thing we make time for and super enjoy. And uh, yeah, it was a f- it was bananas this year. Yeah. Like bananas. <laughs> We teamed up with uh, BMP, and I know the list was a hundred strong. How many? I don't. Did you ever get a count or see the the guest list or anything like that to know how many people actually showed up? Um, I know we were. It was supposed to be more than one hundred and fifty people. I'm assuming it was close to that. Probably a little shy because I know certain people felt, that didn't show up. Right. I felt like it was somewhere in the realm of like. 70 or something like that i would say it was about half of the list but still it felt like a lot of people there were some randos that came and i was like this is this this doesn't seem like anybody that anybody here (laughs) i know i know i was i was afraid that somebody was going to steal my system at one point in time but then i figured out that they were the vp of uh accounting (laughs) so so it turned out to be turned out to be fine (laughs) when they stole it you're like you're it's okay that's okay yeah it's fine it's fine (laughs) you'll bring it back you signed my checks i think so (laughs) you'll buy me a new one um yeah no we we for those of you that don't remember from our last podcast or to any new listeners we hosted at we were hosted at buna murray productions so we had this giant facility and it was open to a lot more people coming and they provided food and we had a whole bunch of tournaments and competitions and it was just really this giant successful event it was our biggest year yet every year is our biggest year yet but this year we finally broke ten thousand. we broke ten thousand within the yeah yeah we broke ten thousand within the week leading up to extra life we broke our twelve thousand dollar goal the morning like an hour into extra life and we exceeded seventeen thousand by the end of doing extra life which is amazing like i'm i've still been trying to wrap my head around it this past week it's just blowing my mind yeah oh absolutely i mean it last year it was 
uh, I got real uh, cocky with the ability to stay up for 24 hours and do everything for 24 hours. Yeah. Like last year, I would put it under like, that was easy. I think I got this down. I know not to eat sugary stuff. I know to have... This year was brutal. I was dying You were at like the sinking end. into the couch at the end. Yeah. Longino. I came over, I'm like, let's play speedrunners, man. <laughs> <laughs> One of our friends, John Longino, he... Uh, he was say he told me days later he was like yeah i was talking to you and asking you questions and you just straight up did not respond <laughs> you were in a bad way nick <laughs> uh, yeah well i it, it dawned on me that i had gotten up at 5:30 that morning to like to get there on time to do some final setting up and stuff yeah. so really i was by the time 5:30 rolled around i was already up for 24 hours and then I needed to clock in another three hours on top of that. And then it was just a ton of stimulation and everything else. But yeah, the production value felt great. Having uh, BMP and having like Lucky and uh, a couple of guys that were helping us out on the tech side, having like a mobile camera. Oh, the mobile uh, camera saved us, man. It was so good. If I could take any one thing away from that entire event, it would be able to do that again. Yeah, and like for them to set up maybe more base stations so it wasn't such a complicated, because it cut out every once in a while if we went sure. too far away. But like, yeah, that we, we ran around. Whenever anybody, we had like a gross jelly beans competition. If someone donated $10 and said a name, then they would, they would um, have to eat the gross jelly bean. We had a competition outside where Dana Martell threw together this challenge style um, competition that everybody really dug and it was great. We had a strike tournament where we just covered it live and it was all those things really breathed life into this um, event and it was like nothing we had ever done before and I think that's truly why we did so well. We had so many eyes on us. We we had, thanks to Pete Davis, we had some uh, famous it streamers was, come on. Yeah, it was Fastfee and I Will Dominate. Um and they're yeah they're they're big time streamers they have a, like a, a couple thousand uh, I think I will dominate has the hundred thousand plus uh, uh, and they uh, joined us for the stream for a little while and that was super cool yeah because we actually had some viewers and some people in the chat and it, yeah it really really helped out so uh, hopefully we can work with them again next year or in future projects and collaborate for stuff and and make it uh, yeah as you said it's t to put on all this effort and to put in so much time uh, to plan this thing it makes it worthwhile to one break the money record because that's what we're here for right. is to get donations but two you know just that people are actually tuning in to watch it and that felt good that's what was great too about us breaking 12,000 in just the beginning because usually we're just we're trying to figure out all these things we're like well what what can we do to hit that 10,000 which is used to be our goal and we're always trying to come up with things and that's why we come up with like the shave your head and everything which we'll get to in a second um and the hot wings and everything and then once we hit 12,000 we still definitely pushed because we just wanted to see how much we could raise for the children's hospital but i don't know about you but for me there was this this relief like my shoulders went down i'm like we hit our goal like let's just have fun yeah. and yep. raise whatever money we can in whatever fashion. Um, yeah, when you had set the goal to 12000 I suspected we would make it, but I thought that would be it or something like that. Yeah. I had no earthly idea that we'd uh, break. Because I don't know, have we said it yet that we made 17000 Yeah, we said it. So, yeah, I, I, said, I said it in the thing. Yeah. We, we went past yeah. 17000 yeah, yeah. So it felt it felt really, really good. It's just again, it's it's. I I apologize if this all seems self congratulatory because it doesn't. 
really matter because it's going towards a charity. And that's why it feels so good and why I feel confident of just sort of patting ourselves on the back. But it just feels good to know that your hard work pays out more than you ever expected it to. So 100%. And then to go back to the um, what I was talking about, shaving your head, John Nelson <laughs> One of our long, oh yes, <laughs> one of our long uh, attending. I think he was there with us. He came and visited a little bit on the first year. He's been every year, um, and every year he's been coming more and more. And this year he finally committed to coming for the full twenty four hours. And every year, John Nelson has long hair, long hair, and a big bushy beard. And he always says a thousand dollars, and I'll shave it all off. And there have never, there's never been a taker. And never been even close. Yeah. Never, yeah. Nobody even talked about it. Nobody joked about pulling all their money together and making one giant donation. It's just never happened. And then this year in the morning, within like three hours, Debbie Horry, who's the head of HR yeah. at Buna Murray, donated a thousand dollars and he had to well, shave she, it off. Yeah. Yeah. She had dropped like uh, 250 and it was like very like gracious and like, wow, like that was incredible. <laughs> And then out of nowhere, Nelson reminded like, everybody about the thousand. She goes, yeah. "Here's another seven fifty. Yeah. Here, oh, by the way, here's seven fifty. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Insult to so injury, he, though. She donated it to the Buna Murray team instead of his team. Not. I mean, it all goes no. to the Children's Hospital. But it was, yes, exactly. He was like, "Hey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah," because he would have crushed it otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely. Uh, uh, we we did a lot of things well, but there was a lot of lessons learned this time. We also teamed up with uh, Cats Play Board Games, yes. and they're uh, yeah they do an awesome job doing board games for twenty four hours. Uh, uh, and the entire time, I was thinking like, oh, us video game guys are probably just annoying the crap out of them. I felt like they regretted it since minute one. But uh, yeah, after the event, they were super stoked about it and had, uh, they were like, yeah, we got ideas for next year. And I've, I've been thinking the same thing. It's <laughs> immediately the ball is rolling. I feel like trying to figure out things I know, that there was doing next year. There was like this quiet tension um, after that. I was just like, oh God, did they hate it? Did they, do they not do want to do this again? And then they were like, yeah, let's do this, man. This was so great. So I'm excited. And yeah. it was, it was nice having them there because you could um, like, but usually when we're playing video games, if we're all just kind of watching a screen, we can all fall into this lull. But having them in the uh, other side and they're talking and they're lively, and you could come, it's like a group of friends to talk to. That totally. also really helped keep everybody alive. Because as much as anybody might think board games would put you to sleep, it's a very active. Like you're talking to everybody and you're moving your body as opposed to sitting on a couch and watching a TV. Yes, that and your. I think your brain is a lot more active too. You yeah. usually have to think of some sort of strategy or something like that. And yeah. as you said, it's much more uh, vocally social as opposed to just cheers and yeah, oh, gotcha, what all that stuff in yeah. a video game. Cheers. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. Without going too much into it, next year it's a lot more scheduling and stuff like that. Yeah, I felt like now that we had so many more people, it was now keeping it a tighter experience. Our retro but machine all... station was actually a pretty big hit too. Which oh I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. think anybody was going to take that up, and it was constantly going all day. Yeah, yeah. My Mario Maker never got touched though. I think people <laughs> were too shy to, to boot up a Wii U. It's still a little weird looking, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, that was Extra Life. It was amazing. I wish there was another one coming up again soon. <laughs> I know, but however, speaking of which, uh, it's uh, this happens every year. Nick and I basically, um, we, we do Extra Life and we get that bug again to like 
do more with Joe Blow Gamer, more than just our biannual podcast, as we joke. And I really honestly feel like this is this is when we're going to do it because I can't shake it. I want to stream. I want to make more. I want to make videos and things like that. So we're going to post a lot more. And now that we're figured out the Skype thing, we can podcast um, very figured out frequent. The Skype thing. Yes. <laughs> this technology this, from this 10 new years ago. technology, these kids these days. Um, but, you know, we're going to we, – I was the stubborn one. I kept saying, no, we have to be together. Um, I, I have to be in the same room. And it's like, no, we just have to talk about video games. Technology is fancy so we can make this work. And so expect a lot more from us in the future. We're already planning Extra Life 2019. So any of you who are there or who want to be there next year, feel free to give us any of your ideas. We're going to do a lot more tournaments um, because that was really a big hit and that kept a lot of people going and staying and awake. Like the strike tournament was, I think, the, one of the top three moments of the entire 24 hours. So, Yeah, uh, I think we joked that we felt really bad on the two major events of the outdoor challenge. You won and then the strike tournament. I won. It's, <laughs> really, it's like not rigged, people. Was, yeah, it was the, felt like the whole thing was rigged. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was extra life. It's it sparked something in me. I think something in Nick. We're going to do a lot more next year's Extra Life is going to be huge. Whether or not it's at Buna Murray, it's still going to be huge. Um, Absolutely. And uh, we can't wait to get you all involved in it. Have you been playing any other video games besides Extra Life? Which, by the way, I think last message on Extra Life, I think I played a grand total of like four hours I know entire, that, I, I don't always feel, feel I feel bad. like truly I didn't play anything I know I always feel bad because I'm like we're supposed to be playing 24 hours and we do like we we go yeah. in and out but like that's the nature of video games is you don't and honestly if you just sit there for 24 hours and played like a single player game you would fall asleep um, I, there's people that do it do solo runs for 24 hours and I, I don't know how they do it crazy but I, I look at it like you and I you know we we could you and me sit on a couch and play and raise like two thousand dollars, or we could corral this giant exactly. event and bring all these people and raise so much more. And so that's why I don't. Yeah, feel too I think bad somebody I think somebody joked that after we finished setting up that we basically set up a mini convention. Yeah, it was like a tiny. It was a tiny pack. They were like, "This is bigger time. than some event, some conventions." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than extra life, I it took me a while to get my systems back up. I mine just... are still mine. I have my PS4 hooked up, and obviously my computer at this moment. But everything else is sitting in two giant bins in the living room, <laughs> yeah, just taking up space. I have yet because my the behind my computer is always, or behind my TV is always a rat's nest. Yeah, I always consider myself an organized person, and I always try to be that guy that has the clean, just two or three cables. You know yeah. where everything's at. No, it's just always just a. Well, it's funny too because um, you, you, whenever you do it, you're just like, oh, here's one, here's two, here's three. It's nice, and then you just give up halfway through organizing your cables. Like, well, I have to loop this one over, and then I have to tie this one. Exactly. And, and anytime I take it out, like I'll take out a PlayStation to move it upstairs for a time being, or like take it to your house for some reason or extra life, it immediately throws everything in. Like. Everything goes out the window. Even if everything was like perfectly tied, it's like, well, shit, this HDMI cable is tied to four other HDMI cables <laughs> to keep it organized, but I need this one. So I have to undo it and everything gets a me- So that's, I once again haven't hooked it up because I want to try to do it right, even though I won't be able to. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. What have you been playing then? Because I have not played much. Um, I finished Spider Man. 
Uh, oh, you finished it completely. I finished it completely. Uh, oh wow! It is it is good and it's intense and it's dark and it's sad. Like it's a oh wow! It's funny because you play the game like the first two acts. You're just like oh this is kind of whatever and you're fighting the demons or whatever they're called. And then there's this one moment. I won't spoil it for you because I know you're not there yet. But uh, it kind of just has this giant turn regarding the villains and regarding the plot and I was just like oh and then I like I warned you over text I warned to the audience I warned Nick over text when I was playing when you go into act three and for any of you playing Spider-Man right now right before you go into act three um there's this mission that basically makes everybody want to kill you so (laughs) all of act three people are literally shooting at you from the street from rooftops so like you're not stopping to do side missions (laughs) So I've warned Nick, I was just like, uh, you might want to make sure, if you want to just have fun with Barker, like, just do it and don't do these side missions until you're done. And then just blitz to the end. But uh, it's really great. I'm 90% toward 100% right now. I just going through each district, 100%ing everything now. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, I, I had heard the story uh, uh, was quite, like, surprisingly good. So that's good to hear from um, you know, someone trusted like you that it actually is not just... Well, you know, like people can get real hyperbolic about this stuff and just like hype things up just because they're in the swing of like, no, 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 it's actually good. And so actually hearing you say that it's a good story makes me want to push along and and see the end of it. In the swing of things, no pun intended. Um, But yeah, it's it. I really enjoy it. I'm I'm having it's actually um, right now there's the uh, the fires in California. So we are. God, yeah. We are staying. I'm I'm home with the kids, and we're staying inside because the air is very smoky. And uh, they're just like they're su- they get rambunctious if they're watching a show or playing with toys. But if I'm playing Spider Man, they just sit on the couch and they watch quietly. And that's I've just been working toward 100 percenting because it's like, well, if this is keeping them quiet, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know if I ever feel bad, and like if I should feel bad about that, like he's in some sort of hypnot like hypnotic yeah. state <laughs> that, like, if you could do a brain scan, it would just be like dead. Yeah, <laughs> feels sort of bad, but yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I do that too. It's actually really funny too because. Uh, of the thing, Emma loves when I swing into com- when I swing into a crime and then just start beating people up. She's like, once she keeps telling me to kill them. I was like, well, no, I, I just knocked them out. She goes, why Murder don't you kill them? Daddy. Can't you just kill them? And uh, Nolan's favorite part of the game is any scene with MJ. And I don't know if it's because of representation. Oh, yeah. He sees a ginger, was... or if he's like got a super crush on her. <laughs> I, I would think it's more of a mommy complex thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, hey, he actually yeah. called her mom. Yeah, he was just like, it's mommy in the video game. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, it's but... either that or it's some sort of Oedipus thing. Yeah. You got to have a sit down and not have your kid play this game anymore. <laughs> You're done, buddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed Spider-Man. I enjoyed the gameplay of Spider-Man and the story of Spider-Man. And actually, when you get to it, it's funny because they kind of do what Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 attempted, um, but they do it well, which is interesting. I can't wait to talk to you about it once you do finish it because there's, there's some interesting things that they did in it. And then other than Spider-Man, I... I loaded up Friday the 13th, and that game is dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, talk me through it. Why is it dumb? Um, I was, well, first of all, I went into it, and I was like, because a while ago I was like, I wonder if anybody has ever or will ever create a game where you're a serial killer. 
and yeah. I was curious because it is it is taboo. It's horrible, but it's also there's a ton of there's a bunch of games where we're playing where we're killing people, and that's a more um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could it. say Uncharted is a serial killer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That man goes around and kills a hundred people. Um, so. Last of Us, I guess, could be considered a serial killer. He like turn, right. he, everybody's afraid of this monster. Um, but I was curious. I was just like, you know, where you you play this horrible person who like kidnaps people and does things and i don't know if that says something about my sick twisted mind but i was just more curious like if that's ever happened or if it's going to happen and then when this came out I was it like, seems oh. like an indie game in the making somebody has somebody made has or will it, be yeah. making yeah and so i was i was like well let me check out this friday 13th thing because obviously i played until dawn where you're the people running away from the killer but uh this was a new twist and so i went into it i played jason as the first one uh, oh, you just jumped right in. I and just you jumped got right into Jason. Okay. Um, and I don't. It just felt very clunky, very unfinished. Like yeah, I wanted. Well, you're pouring like immediately from your description. You're pouring way too like way too much credit for this game. <laughs> like all this game is is just like a silly multiplayer game. Yeah. Where like five i forget the numbers i haven't fully played it yet but like five people are the kids one person randomly gets to be jason and then it's supposed to be like silly hijinks of trying to run away and complete your goals it's very much just like a multi it's an excuse to have a multiplayer one versus team game and you're trying to like extrapolate like some true serial killer like methodology and psychology and uh, well, because I yeah. I also went into it expecting, um, or I don't know if expecting, but I I had all these ideas. I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if you know an element of the game is you have to terrify these people before you kill them. So like you have to show up in a window and they see you and then you disappear and you like you had mentioned you you have powers essentially. And I was like, I'd love to be able to like harness that. Like you can create this kind of like Monsters Inc. too when he goes into the cabin and the kids aren't scared of him and Mike Wazowski has to convince has to teach him how to like scare and he has to do the clawing at the wall and slamming the door and like build mm-hmm. up their fear so that when he roars it makes them shit themselves and I was like that would be fascinating to like have to come up with that and then kill them in whatever creative way they come up with but in reality you're just walking around pretty slow and then you pick them up by the neck and you either strangle them or like kill them with whatever's near and it was just i don't know it, it was it all seemed uninspired i think i went into it with really high expectations for some reason Clearly. a game that i would never ever, heard of <laughs> yes have you ever seen henry portrait of serial killer no there's it's uh michael rooker's uh one of his first or his breakout role and uh it's a it's a very very intense very cinematic movie of a serial killer and i feel like that's what you're expecting <laughs> from friday the 13th the video game there I was, was a sega genesis so game that is exactly what you were describing though i was just trying to look it up while you were talking but there was one where you're like literally a ghost and you're trying to scare people in the house i think you're trying to scare them to death or try to scare them out of the house it's very cartoony and nothing at all of what you were describing, but it was along the same thread. That's funny. It made me think of it. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Red Dead 2. That's the big game that I've been playing. I think we talked about it last time that uh, neither of us uh, or both of us are on the outskirts in that uh, we don't enjoy the first one. No. I Elangelo think we, was we, very mad at us. Yes, yes. 
Uh, I think we both respect the hell out of the first one. Yes. Uh, we just didn't really like the second one. Uh, didn't like the first one. Um, <clears throat> so I've been playing the second one, and um, if you've listened or read or any bit of coverage about it, I don't have a lot to add for you. I will say I feel like this is one of the first games where I've enjoyed that I looked into coverage first. Oftentimes, uh, I feel like I'm very, very susceptible to spoilers or something. I get a little afraid that things will be spoiled for me. Like, not even like major story stuff, just like uh, knowing a certain weapon shows up or like, oh, that that can spoil it for me. Um, But in this case, I was really, really happy because somebody explained that the game is much more of a very meticulous, very slow-paced cowboy simulator. It's not a... uh, I think when you get into sort of missions, you'll get into like shootouts and more traditional rock star stuff. But traditionally, you're not just like running into town and blowing a bunch of stuff up because you want to see how much you can blow up. That sounds uh, dumb. (laughs) Yes. And that's exactly it too. If you're not into that idea, then stay far away because... Uh, meticulous is the that should be on the cover box it should be red dead meticulous <laughs> not grinding because it is beans. yes that's exactly it and it's like waking up drinking some coffee walking around your camp saying howdy to everybody <laughs> hopping on your horse giving your horse a good pat feeding him some carrots riding into town and so far i have been now that i knew that that's what i was to expect I've been drinking that in and really appreciating that. I've really liked that. And especially after Extra Life, it's been this perfect, like, I'm just going to easy on into into this and just kind of kick it back with my horse. Uh, And it's been a really, like, easy going, like, I'm just going to hunt some deer for a little bit or, like, go play some poker, as I made fun of for the last one. Yeah. But uh, uh, again, I'm only there's a the intro is very long and unfortunate. Like four hours, right? It's like three. It's a solid three hours. Yeah, if four, if if things don't go well and you have to restart a couple times. But yeah, it's definitely it's a, it's a long intro and it's not a very good one either. It's like uh, trying to set up why you you. You play as Arthur Morgan. Why Arthur Morgan and his gang might be a little different than the average gang this whole game is based on a lot of like morality choices and not the traditional like mass effect good or bad like you are a gang of you know thieves and killers but it's decisions that you make just along the line of like will you are you gonna rob somebody or are you not you know are you gonna just murder a man in cold blood or are you not so you do like it's keeping track of that sort of stuff, but the re- the the whole intro is kind to kind of trying to make it more like gray area of like because if you were just a, a band of roving murderers, then you your entire time would be like, well, why am I ever going to be the good guy? Right? Like, you we're, know, the, we are the bad guys. Exactly. Exactly. So this gives you more wiggle room to role play in a in a direction that you want to go in. And I usually always play such like the goody goody two shoe guy. I, I I hate that I do it, but I do it every single time. I'm just the like the moral paladin of walking around. But uh, this game, I'm trying to push push it a bit more, and you know, because uh, uh, 
any conversation you have, not even necessarily conversations, you just walk up to somebody and you hold a trigger and you can either greet or antagonize. That's just two buttons you have. So I try to do that a bit more. If somebody bumps into me, it's not just like, oh, sorry. It's more just like, hey, fuck off, partner. <laughs> this is your and slow that, step. You're like littering. You're saying yes, nasty exactly. words. <laughs> exactly. I'm a bad guy now. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. I am the goody-goody two-shoes. It's like pretending to be the bad boy. <laughs> Put on a leather jacket and think I'm cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a very good sort of transition to be slow going. I I'll be very curious to how it it sticks with me though. Um, you know, if it's slow going for so very long, then you know I I might just drop it and 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 be out. Uh, but so far I, I I've I've enjoyed it. Um, again, I don't have a, a heck of a lot to say. Except, well, I, the, here's the complaints I do have. I'll I'll say this is that the game still feels old. And my initial gut reaction in that three-hour intro was I, I, I came out of the gate just straight-up disliking it because it all felt like a Rockstar game, even though you've heard so much about, like, this game took eight years and five trillion people to make and uh, all the money in the world. And uh, it felt like, oh, they just made another Rockstar game. And it just felt like old, really. Yeah. Like it was this brand new like game that you expect to like change the world. And you're like, well, shit, this is still the same old stuff. And there's a thread of that that I s- still have a complaint about because it still feels like, you know, it's like Rockstar shuts themselves off to the world and therefore they don't get to learn from other people's stuff. So it's just like, no, you tap X to run. That's how we've always done it. And that's how we're always going to do it. It's like, well, every other game in the world has sort of maneuvered around this and figured out better ways. Right. There's a lot of other complaints I've seen online and I've fallen victim of it too, where it's just, there is so many different like interactions you can do of just like, as I said, you hold a button to like greet somebody, but the, and that's like L2, but L1 is draw your gun. So in, if you just forgot quickly, like, oh, now you're suddenly you're drawing, drawing your gun. gun on, so yeah. Or like. That's that's, I, gin, that's the actual reason you're bad. You accidentally drew your gun. You're yes, like, well, I guess I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. So I have to, so I have to make an excuse for myself. Yeah. I'm a bad boy because I accidentally drew my gun. Yeah. Like triangles to get off the horse. But for some reason I hit circle and circle is kick. So I've like just straight up kicked people like, oh shit. Okay. Sorry, partner. I would just want to watch a stream of you fucking up the controls. You fucking it up. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think you could make a compilation if you had a lot of people's like first four hours in the game. There's just a lot of. Fuck ups. I, yeah, just a lot of bad old design. And so it sort of feels like they took all this money and time and you just made a really big Rockstar game. Yeah. But that being said, the the vibe, the feeling, everything else, you can like you really drink that stuff in and, it, and that feels good. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. But that's all I got for games. I've been playing Mario Galaxy 2 with Parker as well. I have nothing to add about that. That's a 15-year-old game or something that came out in the Wii. What is it's, this? A, it's amazing. Mario Galaxy still holds up. It's an incredible game. That's all I have to say. He loves it. It's good to find things that our kids love to play. I know, because that means you get to play them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Red Dead, not one of them. I cannot. <laughs> I don't cannot think I can... That. 
I could sit him down in front of that. I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, as I'm playing Spider-Man to get the 100% because I'm so close, um, I'm like racking through my brain what my next step will be. And it's either going to be Detroit, become human, or Persona, oh, wow. or Persona 5. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Those are two choices. <laughs> well, I, I, I loved w- Beyond Two Souls, so I feel like I might lean toward Detroit, become human. Yeah, I mean, that would be the easier pick for sure as yeah. far as just being able to get, get it, it done. <laughs> yes, yes, and be digestible and everything like that. I would love to see your take on Persona, though, um, just as somebody who has an appreciation for one music because the music in those games is just outstanding. And in the past couple, ever since three uh, three, four, five. It's been amazing. And then uh, someone that really sort of digs uh, character interactions and sort of emotional stories. Um, I just don't know how you'd handle the minute-to-minute gameplay of, you know, just playing a... Well, actually, that's not true. You used to love JRPG stuff, so... Yeah. Who knows? This might be your new favorite series. You should probably give it a shot. I'll be like, I how stop I just... out of this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, that's all I got game wise. What's up with news, Nick? Uh, these are old news stories, but again, we haven't talked in a while and they have a bit of a, a, a commonality between all of them. Uh, first off, the Oculus co-founder had left Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and they say basically that they're like he cited the fact that they are moving in a different direction, that he wants to stay in the realm of like the big needs to be connected to your PC. Uh, and Facebook obviously wants to go in the more, Hey, it's a standalone thing. Right. So there was a bit of outrage online for a minute of people saying like, Oh, see now they're canceling like Oculus two. And all they're going to make is the next dumb little mobile thing to which I would say like, no, that's not how, this works. That's not how technology works. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> they canceled it. <laughs> yeah. And, and Facebook had since come out and said like, no, we haven't canceled it. It was just a, like, you know, we, there was a fundamental like disagreement and stuff and he left for that reason. But, uh, so there was a bit of a hubbub about that. Uh, so we'll see where the future of VR goes and I'm sure it'll be fine. It, like the idea of like a headset without a PC has to happen. So frankly, I'd rather have people push that technology yeah. than to have like, because I don't, that's I don't, the future. I don't even have a graphics card. Yeah, I don't have a graphics card that can like push that stuff right now myself. So in the future, yes, is going to be, hey, pop this on. And I feel like it like, doesn't have. To, I think I think that's a a, a short sighted perspective that the co-founder had of like, no, it needs to be connected to the PC. It shouldn't be going mobile. And it's like, yes, maybe right now a mobile headset can't be as powerful as connected to the PC, but that's what you should be pushing toward because that's what is going to be in the future. People are going to pop on their thing. It's not going to be tethered to anything. It's just like our phones are getting smaller and smaller. Like technology is going to get to a point where you can have this powerful thing just sitting on your head. Exactly. Uh, The other big uh, bit of drama was that Telltale since we last talked, Telltale completely shut down. Yeah. Oh, really? It was it was since we last talked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! Oh yeah, because we would have talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah, you're up on um, your news, Nick. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so yes, Telltale shut down uh, and they completely fired everybody and let them know with no uh, let them go with no compensation or no. Uh, I think it was like two weeks. That was it. They, other than that, they had no health care or anything like that. Yeah, it was a big uh, scandal thing. Yeah, and then Walking Dead was only one episode in, I think. Yeah. Maybe two episodes in. I think it was just one, and that was just dropped and canceled. Uh, past that, there was a sh- lot more drama uh, because after they fired everyone, Telltale was out there because all the fans were saying, like, well, what happens to our, you know, I want to finish the story of Walking Dead. And Telltale is like, no, we're looking into still figuring out how to finish this game. Right. We're maybe we're maybe gonna hire some out out like uh, outside like contractors. Then people are like, wait, why did you? you if you, if you have the money to hire outside contractors, you can't just let. So yeah, yeah there was a lot of that. I'm, I actually go uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say since all this has come up to uh, Gearbox has swept in and they funded all of it. I think I don't. They didn't like buy up Telltale. I think they basically just pumped some money into it. I think maybe they have some publishing, and now Telltale is doing some cleanup and saying that they're going to try to go back and hire that team. And some all of that. them got rehired. Yeah, some of them got rehired. I have sympathy. You and I both, uh, uh, I know this feeling more than I think a lot of people because we work in the freelance world. You know what it's like to have that rug pulled out from under you, and it's it's a terrible feeling. It's a terrifying feeling. Uh, But, yeah, I have no, like, if anyone went back to that, like, to tell, I would have... It's, there's some people that were like a little upset, uh, uh, you know, have some pride or something like that. But to which case I would say you, when it comes to feeding your children or paying for your rent, you know, pride has no opinion in it. Right. Like, uh, it was Well, it's actually a huge because um, I develop apps on the side. And uh, so I'm part of this community on Twitter where uh, it's a bunch of developers and whatnot. And I've been watching it kind of make this giant wave within the developer community. A lot of people are kind of coming forward with the absurdity of like work 19 hours. We need code ninjas and work 19 hours and kill yourself for this thing. And it's a bad, it's not a good work-life balance. It's, it's companies not being run correctly. And this is kind of showing what happens when you do that. And then every, and then on the developers, because everybody's just like, well, how, how are we going to get our, you know, we, we want to finish our Walking Dead. And everybody in the developer community is like, calm the fuck down. Like, these are people's lives. Like, show some actual empathy because people yeah. can't support their families now because the company ran themselves into the ground. Yeah, exactly. And it that it, that ties directly into the, the next story I had, which was Rockstar went through a lot of this as well recently. Um, <clears throat> somebody over on Kotaku, I think, had a interview with the, uh, the heads of Rockstar, who very, very rarely ever give interviews. They're very locked down there. So they gave an interview to this guy and it was uh, it, it got a lot of flack for being a bit of a fluff piece just because there was no like real hard questions because, again, these guys being so locked down. But within the interview, the guy also said, yeah, you know, we're working super hard, putting in like 100 hour weeks, like proud of how much effort they're putting in for to finish up the Red Dead 2. 
And so then that spurred out. It was like it was right on the uh, uh, end of tail end of the telltale thing so everyone was like well wait whoa 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 you're you're busting like you're making your people work 100 hour weeks and all this stuff and it really like stirred the pot and got a large large conversation talking about should like games try to unionize and all this right and uh uh there was a lot of uh uh there was a whole message sent out where Rockstar asked their employees to like, please send messages and tell us if you feel like you're working too hard. And it was just this whole giant mess of, yeah, as you were just talking about nightmare for, yeah. So, and I guess I, I wanted to ask you about this because you are somebody that I don't know that you would self proclaim this, but I would say you're a bit of a workaholic. Um, and uh, you develop apps. You you work in TV again, as I said. You work in contracted stuff. What is your take on somebody like busting your ass? If you knew you were working on Red Dead Two, I feel like you would pour in the hours, wouldn't you? I would. I think there's a difference between bleeding for something that you're passionate about and being asked to be bleed for something. Yes. So I I work myself to the bone on everything that I work on, whether it's an app or a TV show or a film or a website, um, just because that's that's me. That's just how I do it. And I get – but the, and the difference is when I get to a point where my body says enough, you need to rest, I rest for a week. I stop doing stuff. I, I don't – do it anymore and nobody's mad at me because I stop um, but if it is a company culture that you need to be working 13 15 17 hours a day and everybody else is doing it why aren't you doing it um, that's I think that's poisonous and that that causes it causes animosity between workers and it causes companies to fold I think and it's 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 not a way to it's it's not a good leadership style. You should you should basically inspire people to want to do it, and if they do, that's great. But if you create the the environment where people think they have to work an X amount of hours and kill themselves, you're doing a bad job. Yeah, yeah. Because I am very like I'm very much like I I want it, like I will work hard. I will give you everything I got within this window. <laughs> Anything outside of the nine to five, I am gone. Don't try to reach me. That's not to say I have not put in the time. Uh, I've put in a full 20 hour, 24 hour shift before. I've put in plenty of 12, 16 hour days before. But uh, it is very much like uh, uh, special occasions or it really needs to get it done. Like if it is ever remotely expected of me i will probably jump ship onto like if if possible for me like i i will very much steer away from that sort of work if i see that in the cards at all yeah because yeah i uh i don't i don't i just don't do well under that sort of work environment at all there's nothing that you're not gonna get more out of me you're gonna get more procrastination out of me and, and i think too many people uh find this pride in overworking they they like to talk about it like ugh. i'm they they'll say it with disgust like ugh. i'm working nonstop. i just i can't i'm never stopping working blah 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 and it's like this badge of honor like oh i'm i'm doing more than you and it's like 
you should only be doing that if it's because you like what you're working on. If you're if yeah. you're not, I mean, obviously there are people who have to do it because they're, you know, you have to make money and your company wants you to do it and you can't quit and you can't, sh- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you put in your nine to five or whatever your hours are. If you want to work more, then you work more. Often the times when I'm working more, it's just because I'm in the middle of something and creatively I just I don't want to lose whatever's in my head and I just keep going until I'm either tired or until I finish. Um, and that happens a lot. So I'm not sure I'm not sure where the disconnect is, but I think too many people find pride in either working people to the bone and saying my people work to the bone for me or working themselves to the bone and just having that the actual work be the badge, not the what you actually create. Right, right, yeah, and it's such a always a tough call because as you said, this isn't this isn't just a video game problem. It's like it's tech and programming across the board that a lot of this these over hours and crunch time and all that stuff seems to be very prevalent about. Um, it's just such a weird and tough call when it comes to. This one in particular, because it's like, it's rock star. You know, you're a part of something that's going to be this like massive, like other games have gotten out of the way because they know this atom bomb is about to drop. So I feel like even me, as I described myself before, like if I was on that project, it would be easier for me to know that like, at least my hard work is going into something that's going to be really great as opposed to there's so many of these people that are forced to crunch on some crappy like (laughs) pizza delivery app or something like, you know, like I I have no idea, but like just like some little facet of Google that you'd never even know it's there, but they've been crunching their asses off for the past month over it. Right. Yeah. It's this whole, I mean, I'm not going to get political right now, but like in general life, as we see it right now, like it seems like unions could be nothing but good for us right now. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Nick says unionize. Unionize. Yep. It seems like it could help. Whatever. (laughs) It's just, there's so much, so much. I just want to spill out right here, but I'll bite my tongue and whatever. Well, but that's all I got for news. I'm sure there was other stuff that happened. Um, we're reaching almost the end of the year. Yeah, I suppose at some point in time, I don't know. This year, do you want to do like a uh, games a top of the 10 year list or something? Yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, we'll probably we'll have another podcast in December. Um, it seems like these are hitting more the middle of the month, um, which is fine because um, that leads right into the other thing I want to throw to. Sorry to hijack our podcast. I have a new podcast. Oh, called Trevor Loves Everything. Um, and Nick might be on it eventually if he can ever think of a movie to come on. Essentially, the premise of the uh, podcast is I sit down with a friend who hates a movie that most of the public hates and I love because, as the title we, says... We just all, yeah, all the friends uh, recently just kind of shared their top ten lists. And Trevor's is... Perplexing, to say the <laughs> least, I guess. Yeah, a lot of people uh, are confused because my top ten has really good movies and then, according to them, really horrible movies like Lady in the Water, Running Scared, Crash. Um, yep, and, those uh, would be bad movies. So this Lady in the Water is actually episode one. Running Scared will be one of the later episodes. Crash will be one of the later episodes. Um, episode two is coming out soon. It's Transformers. That one's a little um, 
that's I don't I don't know what the word is, but that's that's not as uh, contentious. Contentious, yeah. There's it's got a low rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and I've only ever heard negative things about Transformers, but I know Longino loves it, um, and uh, it, I ironically talk, though, right? Yeah, like probably. Kinda, I like <laughs> that. That first movie was totally fine by me. It's every single one past that that went off the rails. Yeah, and we talk about that in the episode. It's me and John Nelson. Um, but one, one of these days, Nick will figure out a movie that he hates. Um, I think I've talked about Boondock Saints, maybe being oh one my I God, want to do. Please, because I love Boondock. That's in my top ten. I know, but it's like I feel like that one's unfair just because it would have aged poorly, anyways. It has. So not. my only argu- <laughs> my only argument would be. <laughs> Like, this is bad. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. To quote our friend's podcast, it holds up. Boondock Saints oh, yes. Is, yes. is, we're just throwing all the podcasts out there. That's right. Um, go listen to the holdup. John Nelson, John Longinot, they watch uh, an older movie that they used to like, but they don't know if they like it anymore. It's That's called right. The Holdup. It's actually quite good. They are far more consistent than we are. Yes. So again, my, my podcast is Trevor Loves Everything. It's the first somewhere around the first week of every month or the last week of every month, whatever. Um, and uh, go subscribe, go listen and subscribe. And uh, and that's all I got. Um, if you want to... We'll hopefully uh, have some extra life uh, best of, or we'll, uh, I don't know if we'll post the whole thing or something like that. Yeah, right now, gonna... if you go to our, if you go to the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Gamer, there is an archive up there of it. But uh, we'll, Trevor's going to pull it down um, and and do what he does best and cut together something like that. I know he's pretty excited to uh, get his hands on it. Um, if you guys have any questions for us, hit us up. Oh, at, yes. Oh, we got a new email. Here it comes. Get ready. It's joeblow at joeblowgamer.com. <laughs> what? That's the sound of everybody's mind exploding. No more Gmail for us. No more one, two, three. Um <laughs> So, yes, so contact us at joeblow at joeblowgamer.com. Give us any questions, thoughts, anything you want to hear on the next podcast, and we will talk about it. Um, unless a thousand of you hit us up and we don't have time. So, um, I don't think that's going to be a problem. But it might, though. You got a secret. You got a secret, that <laughs> what, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, my, my handle is uh, Trevor Carley on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Nick is at Nicholas North on Twitter. I rarely check it though. And uh, and our our collective is at Joe Blow Gamer on Twitter and Instagram. And you can see our new site, our new website, JoeBlowGamer.com. We cleaned it up. That's right. Well, you cleaned it up, but I gave my thumbs up, so yeah. I did my part. I sent it to Nick, and he said, "I just want to create stuff now." So there you go. <laughs> now you guys are gonna get more stuff. That's right. Um, so thanks for listening, and we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.